When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we don't know where it ends. I wanna be a crystal baller. I wanna show you how it ends. Welcome to episode 12 of Jamie All Over. Still the podcast with no intro. Totally my fault. I have an intro waiting for me to approve, and it's really cute. What the company did was kind of put together a bunch of clips from previous episodes and put some music under it, but I'm such an annoying perfectionist that some of the clips they took were from episode one when I had that terrible allergic congestion. I didn't really want those clips used in it, so I said, you know what, I'll send you the specific ones that I'd like to use. But that means re-listening to all of my episodes and figuring out which ones I want to use. And unfortunately, I just have not had the time to do that. And I know I need to make that a priority. So that is priority number one this week. The week before last, I had said that I was going to be interviewing Chris Camrata from Dashboard Confessional, as well as Marissa Underwood, Miss Montana. So one of those two was able to happen on schedule. Chris, we had just planned the interview a day before he was traveling to Nashville to start practice with the band. And then they're headed to LA next week. Chris Caraba, the lead singer, has a show at the Troubadour on February 25th. I'll be there if anyone else is going to be there. Let me know. But they're all flying out here to LA and then they're going to leave from here for their tour. So he's just like crazy busy with everything he needs to do before leaving for tour. So he wanted to reschedule. I ideally would love to do it when he's here. I so much more prefer in-person interviews. And I know we're all going to hang out when they get here. We're going to try to do a sugar taco stop. Hopefully we could just make it happen when he's here. Marissa was an amazing episode. I love that episode so much. That whole talk was really, really special, something I'm obviously very passionate about. I do hope it didn't come off too aggressive to the non-vegans out there. The feedback that I've gotten is really amazing. People have been saying, hey, I'm not vegan, but I learned about what's happening in the egg industry. I had no idea that that happened to the male baby chicks. I need an egg replacement. And I would say, try just egg. It's awesome. Or they would say, okay, I'm not vegan, but instead of creamer for my coffee, I am trying nut pods. And I was like, awesome. I love, and I hope this doesn't shoot myself in the foot because it's hard to find it as it is, (laughs) but it's by Silk and it's their dairy-free soy creamer. I love the French vanilla flavor. And because it's sold out so often, I currently just have the original which is good, but it's not as good as the French vanilla. The French vanilla is my absolute favorite. And I don't know if these are the same nutrition facts for French vanilla, but what I have in front of me is the original. It's 20 calories, one and a half grams of fat, one gram of sugar, two carbs. This stuff is amazing. I get it at Sprouts. I think most other grocery stores have them as well. Whole Foods might have it. 
pretty available everywhere. Definitely recommend it. Something else that happened with that episode, which ended up being an over two hour interview, I cut about half of it and I'm saving it. We might do a part two with that where I take that as the beginning of the episode and then I meet up with her again because there was some strange phenomenon happening in her house. Hence the title of this episode. I'm going to stick with that theme and go into some other mysterious things that have happened. When we were in her house, which is this old Hollywood bungalow, I don't know when it was built, but maybe from the 20s or something. And the whole time I was in there, you know, I have these like weird, I hate to say psychic, I don't know what it is, but I have weird intuition sometimes. So the whole time we were doing the interview, I felt a presence. I just assumed she had a roommate. I just felt like someone else was there. I felt like there was someone in this one area where nobody was at. It's this big room, but it's pretty much just an entryway. It was adjacent to the living room where we were recording. And the whole time I just kept looking over, like thinking I was going to see someone, but nobody was there. And her dog was acting so weird the whole time. And he kept pacing. He kept hanging out in that one room. And she's like, I don't know what is going on with him. Like he doesn't normally act this way. I was like, maybe he just needs to go out because the front door was there too. She's like, no, I just let him out. I don't know what it is. And he kept staring. Like even if he came to the living room and he was on the couch, he would stare in that direction. Towards the end of the interview, I look over again and I realize what's happening. I'm like, I know what's going on and I know why your dog is acting this way. And I'm hesitant to tell you. And I'm definitely hesitant to say it while we are recording this podcast. And she was like, what? And I was like, okay, I'll probably cut this (laughs) from the episode sometimes. (laughs) And I don't know how to tell people this. Like I see dead people. Like I don't see them, but, and I don't hear them. I don't hear the audio. It's hard for me to explain what it is. It's like, I feel it. Okay. And then I see symbols. So I was like, there's a presence here that wants to talk to you. And they knew I was coming and that's why they're here. And she was like, oh my God, she totally believes in that stuff. And she's like, I've always felt this house was haunted. She's like, but not in a bad way. I'm like, yeah, it's not an evil spirit, but I do feel a presence here. And I think it's present at the moment. And I think that's why your dog is freaking out and staring over there. There is a message for you. And she was like, who is it? What is it? And I started to get into it a little bit. I was like, you know what? I do this way better when I'm drunk. Let's do a follow-up episode. I'll come here. We'll have some drinks. We'll see what's going on in your house. And that'll be a completely separate episode because I definitely wanted to separate the two. Like I said, the subject material on the previous podcast being about veganism and animal rights. I just wanted to keep that very separate. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't believe in this. So I definitely wanted to keep it out of that episode. We're going to approach those subjects a little bit in this one. And I'll ease you guys into that and we'll see how you feel. And like I said, I know a lot of people don't believe in it, and that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to. I don't want to believe it myself. A lot of times I don't. I'm like, a lot of it maybe is just a coincidence. Maybe they're just really good guesses when these things come to me. Who knows? I don't know 100% either way. I always say I know enough to know that I don't know. (laughs) I have an open mind. If you have an open mind, awesome. I want to do two listener of the weeks, and I'm doing this at the beginning of the episode from now on because what I've learned is that some of you, when I'm wrapping up an episode with guests, don't realize that I also do an outro, which I did on the TJ and Aaron episode. I think I did it on the Natalie Weaver episode, and in that outro is when I did the listener of the weeks. Someone had said to me, 
oh, you know what? One of your episodes that I thought was finished automatically continued after I finished another episode of yours. I didn't realize there was a whole outro. And there was a good chunk there, like 20 minutes, if not more. I feel bad those listeners of the weeks may have not even heard me shout them out. I hope they did. Point being, I'm going to do them in the beginning of the episodes. And this week I'm doing two because last week was a long episode, so I didn't want to do an outro on that one. First one is from DevPax10. Amazing first episode. Love that you're back on a podcast. Look forward to all the content and topics that you'll cover. Dev is so amazing. She and I keep in touch over Instagram. The day that she wrote this review was the day she went into labor. And she wrote this while she was in labor. (laughs) Thank you so much. Definitely wasn't necessary, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are so extremely thoughtful. I'm so happy that you had a safe and healthy delivery, although it happened in your car on the way to the birthing center and you guys didn't get there on time, but everything worked out. I'm so happy. Congratulations on your new baby. And the second listener of the week goes in very well with the theme of this episode. Title is My Favorite Podcast Ever, and it's from Ghost Jacob. So blown away by the podcast. I didn't want it to end. There were so many great questions, and I just couldn't get enough of the entire episode. I cannot wait to watch this podcast flourish and grow. Thank you so much. So the person who wrote this review DM'd me. His name is Ryan. He said, I can't believe that that's my screen name, or I don't know what, I don't think it's called a screen name, but it's whatever name you have in iTunes. He's like, I never set that name. And he and I, interestingly enough, had been communicating about him going through a hard time because he lost his friend, Jacob, was his best friend who had passed away. We had been discussing that quite a bit. When he saw that that was the name of his iTunes handle, he was shocked. So I just thought that was interesting. So I had a busy week. I finally got to go to plant food and wine in Venice. I've been wanting to go there since they've opened. I don't know what took me so long, but I was invited to Jade's birthday brunch there. And I had this amazing frittata from their brunch menu. Their drinks were all so amazing as well. I had probably one of the best rosés I've ever tried there. So I highly recommend plant food and wine in Venice if you're in the LA area and looking for a vegan spot. It was so cute too. We sat outside. It was really, really beautiful. I had a meeting at Sugar Taco. It was one of the most interesting stories of synchronicities I have ever heard. As we're talking and I asked them how they got into the business that they're in and why they chose this specific location and why they're in town now from out of state, they were kind of feeling us out and they said, do you know about plant medicine? And right away I'm like, I love it. (laughs) And then they go, okay, well, that's why we're in town because we had a different location in mind in a completely different country. And then they did a ceremony. I'm like, oh, you did ayahuasca? And they said, yes. When you take this tea, you can talk to who they call like Mother Ayahuasca. She showed them both that the location that they had in mind was not the right one and to do it here instead. And they both had this awakening in their ceremony. So they switched courses at which point reached out to me and said, hey, we're going to be in Southern California during these dates. We'd love to meet up with you for coffee, for a drink. We have been Instagram friends for a while now. So I said, absolutely, why don't we come to Sugar Taco? And also, I would love to see how I can somewhat be involved in this business that you're doing. I find it super interesting. 
when they got to the property, they had like three different properties to look at in Southern California. And in their ceremony, they both saw what the one looked like that they were supposed to go with. They saw the style of the building, everything. And so when they got to their third one, it was it. It's what they saw. They insisted on meeting with the actual seller, not just the agent. I don't know why, but they wanted to meet with the seller. He met with them and gave them a tour of the property. And then they got to the last room and it was all painted like in a jungle theme all the way up to the ceiling. They turned to him and they said, what made you decorate this room in this way? And he turns to them and he says, do you know Aya, meaning ayahuasca? And they said, yes, that's why we're here. And he said, he's like, I was told to paint this room for you. So the whole synchronicity of that, which, you know, let them know that they were all on the right path. What's also strange about this is that leading up to them DMing me the whole week before, I was having visions about this particular city in which they're starting this business. It's not LA and it's not all that close to LA. It's not super far. It's definitely drivable, but I kept having visions of it. And I was like, I wonder why, why am I seeing this city? And during the same week, I was also having visions of San Diego. And I just chalked both of that up to, oh, I guess I will be visiting both of those spots in the very near future. And yes, so San Diego popped up. I forgot Hannah Burner was in town doing a show in San Diego that I had told her I would go to. And I was reminded like the day of. (laughs) So I, you know, I went down there. So that I didn't know in advance, but I had just seen myself in San Diego that week. So that happened. But I didn't end up going to the other place. But then I get this DM that that's where they're coming here to look at. So I don't know if this is making sense to you guys, but it was a bunch of synchronicities for all of us. So I'm a little hesitant to explain to anybody what ayahuasca is if they don't know of it, because I've never tried it. It's hard for me to actually explain something I haven't done but only have heard of before. I will explain the basics of it, but I would say that I am not encouraging you to do it. I am not saying it is beneficial in any way or would be to you. And I would say do your own research. For me, it was something that I found out about over 10 years ago. From the moment I heard of it, I knew it was something I wanted to do. However, it's illegal in our country and they have, you know, retreats set up that you can go do it in other countries. Peru is kind of like the main place to go to go do it. But I always said that there's no way I would go to Peru by myself and do this ceremony alone. I just waited. They say that this plant medicine will call to you when it's your time. So although I was aware of it over 10 years ago, I just realized for whatever reason, things didn't happen because I actually wasn't ready or maybe there was more things I needed to go through and then heal that as well. So I'll tell you kind of what it means to me from only my research perspective, obviously not from experiencing it yet. So it's made from combining two different roots of two different plants. And from my understanding, one is sort of like DMT and the other is like an MAOI. So combined, they cause these 
very healing effects. And this has been something that people have been doing for centuries. And you boil them together and you make a tea. So when I met these two people and they had told me about their experience and we were sitting there in our meeting, they referred me to a location in Costa Rica that is very safe. And it was built for this. It's a plant-based resort called Rhythmia. And they have these retreats where you are very well taken care of and looked after and there's doctors there. And I'm now in process of setting up a time to go, which I hope to happen around April. So we'll see about that. You have to approach this type of medicine with such respect. And it's just so personal as well. When you take this, you go in there with intentions and it's supposed to show you who you are and you can ask any question about the past, present, future. I'm going to come back after experiencing it and I will do an entire episode on it. I may even do one from Rhythmia with video. In the meantime, if you are curious, there's plenty of information on it online, on YouTube. I watched a documentary called The Reality of Truth, and it was actually put together by the founder of Rhythmia Retreat, and Michelle Rodriguez is in it. She gives a lot of insight into how it helped her. 20 years of anger, Deepak Chopra is in it, and he said something really interesting, and he said, what if the brain doesn't produce consciousness? It only filters it. Because we don't know where consciousness comes from. So I would just suggest either watching that documentary or watching people's personal stories about what they've experienced. I watched another woman who went to this particular resort. The things that she said made me want to do it even more. She did it four nights in a row. She was taken back to her childhood home, which apparently is a very common thing. And one of the main things that this does is it helps you kind of go through past trauma, but from almost a third person point of view. And that experience helps you to release it from the stored memories, to take the fear out of it that it may be triggering in you that you don't even realize. It's helped a lot of people with PTSD, a lot of veterans. I actually heard of it from a journalist named Amber Lyons who was kidnapped in the Middle East while she was working and reporting from there. And she had so much anxiety from getting kidnapped and having a bag put over her head. She thought she was going to be executed. So from that experience, she came back with a lot of anxiety, PTSD, and Joe Rogan was actually the one to suggest to her to try ayahuasca. And she got very insulted by him suggesting this. She said, how dare you? I don't do drugs. I'm a journalist. He said, well, if you're a journalist, go do it and then report back. <laughs> and she did. And it changed her entire life. She stopped working as a journalist. She started her own business called Reset. And she is a big advocate for it now. But that's how I heard of it so many years ago was through her. And everybody's accounts of it seem to be life-changing. So this, getting back to this girl that I saw on YouTube, not only did she go back to her childhood home to re-experience some traumas in order to release them, she sat down with her relatives who had passed away. They each came to her one by one. They healed her heart. Even other people have said they are able to like rip their chest open, take their heart out. They can see their heart might be black and they can clean it and put it back in. And some people 
I've even asked for a new one because it just couldn't get clean. It kept turning black again and they didn't want to put it back in. A lot of times it's supposedly helped with people who have addiction. They'll do this once and they're not addicted anymore to drugs or alcohol. So I've just heard such amazing things about it. But again, I am not recommending it to anybody. I'm not speaking from personal experience. And I'm sure as anything, there's dangers that could be associated with it. I'm sure there's people out there telling you not to do it on the internet. Do your own research. That's about as much as I will go into it now. If you'd like to watch that documentary or any other accounts of it on YouTube, I would highly suggest it. And now I'm just super excited to actually go do a ceremony. And I feel like it's way past my time. It's been calling to me, but I'll report back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So another thing that happened was that PETA listened to the last episode with Marissa Underwood. They had contacted me with some updated laws regarding the animal testing in China. I was just so happy that they heard the episode. They loved it. And it reminded me about a year and a half ago, I had a tarot card reading. It was a virtual meeting, but I had recorded it on my phone, just the audio. And I remember in that reading, she had mentioned she sees me working with PETA. I said something like, well, that's a dream, but I don't know how that's going to happen. That's always been a goal of mine. And months later, PETA contacted me to collaborate on a SeaWorld campaign. And it was one of my proudest moments in my animal rights activism, because like I said, it's always been a goal to work with PETA. When they listened to the podcast, I was just like, wow, I can't believe that PETA knows who I am. It's just a little indication that the animal rights activism that I've been doing is working. It got me thinking that I wanted to re-listen to that entire tarot card session. I forgot what she had said. I know she mentioned something about seeing a microphone and a podcast. And at the time, I didn't obviously have this podcast and it wasn't a plan. So I did want to go back and listen to all of it. I'm going to play some of that for you now. And then I'll come back and kind of give you updates as to what actually happened after she predicted it. Do you do anything with PETA? I love PETA. Yeah, I don't work with them directly, but I repost a lot of their things. I donate. So yeah. I think that there's going to be some sort of collaboration. You're like little Noah's Ark. So this gorgeous, beautiful, Adam and Eve looking girl with all these cute little animals in the background. I just think it's insane the way she saw PETA and Noah's Ark and all the little animals around me. She knew nothing about me. She didn't have my Instagram. She only knew my first name. So there's no way she could have looked any of this up at the time. That definitely floored me. When's the one that I'm interested in coming? After the beginning of this new endeavor, you have somebody who's artistic and who's an artist has done many different things. With notoriety, where people see him and know him. And for you, you need to have a man that understands your power because you're not you're not a woman who just sits back. You're not a woman who's just, okay, yeah. yeah. You're not just a pretty trophy. You really have substance and you really want to be acknowledged. 
and validated for your thoughts, your philosophies, your heart, and everything about you. You're well-rounded. So in that, sometimes people do mistake you that you're just a pretty face. So that's been a little bit of a difficulty with you in relationships, attracting so many that it's difficult to find people of substance that equal you. So for you... Yeah, like-minded. It's hard to find like-minded, but also someone I'm interested in. So be prepared. You're going to come across someone who's an artist. and a No more artists for me. Sorry. <laughs> an artist is more of an organic nature. Okay. So I do feel could be a musician. No. Player, no. Who's very much about his feelings, about feelings and about emotion. But um, I do feel that on some level, you'll open your heart a little bit because there's a tenderness there. Okay, so I do feel tenderness. So on an emotional level, you'll find something engaging about this person. So about five months after she predicted this about the musician, and I said, no, <laughs> it happened. I went to Florida with him, went on a little bit of a tour with him. The breakup was insane. I still have not told that story. I also want to respect his privacy, so that's why I haven't said anything, but she predicted that. So I do feel that you, I don't know, for some reason, I get a microphone. Does this make any sense to you? I've taken hosting classes, but that's definitely not been anything that I've been thinking of recently. Jamie, you're able to talk about everything. If it's not style, it is news. If it's not news, you can do activism. You're showing your hodgepodge, all these different things of what you know how to do. That is your evidence there. As you go out there, I'm a good communicator. I'm a presenter. I can host. And there isn't a topic that I can't touch. Now, sports, maybe that might be a stretch where you might not want to do that. Definitely. (laughs) You have great communication skills. Don't ever second guess your talents and abilities. And it's important for you to take your career in your hands to say, I'm going to have my own podcast to talk about different things. I also want to write. So it's just like, I feel like they're all so different and I didn't know where to focus my energies. Put them all together. Who says to how things have to be? There is no reason that you have to follow a certain thing. And that's what's going to make you successful is by always being your authentic self, by bringing all those different aspects to who you are. You could be interviewing people with the cat on top of you, okay? <laughs> you know, or bringing other people into that, other people who own animals and to say how they love their animals. And I just got, what is it, Jack Hannum? <laughs> yeah. Bringing star quality. Do you see how he set his own tone? Yeah. Of what he is an activist, how he uh, loves animals and bringing it to Hollywood. And look at that, a cat. <laughs> Sam. Oh, bring all that together authentic to yourself and bring all those wonderful qualities, which is what makes people go, "Ah, she's different. Oh my God, she's got so many layers. And guess what? You'll attract many different people. So why can't you interview with a beautiful, you with your beautiful cat? Whose cat is that? That was Sheena's cat. (laughs) Yeah. I'll let, you know, bring, let you borrow her little beautiful cat, but also (laughs) with her pets, bring them out and really start talking about it with all the love and the passion that you have. So when you do your podcast, truly bring that out, how you love them and how important it is, and even products that they use or things that are of a natural nature of certain products, you like to see things in a bigger picture. So don't be afraid that you have to be a certain thing. That's the magic you have. Does this make any sense? I still don't know where to begin. Just remember, like Nike says, just do it. Yeah. This is 
So this is where you take your podcast and start. I don't have a podcast. I sometimes have co-hosted one and I've had one on the back burner for years that I never really moved forward with of my own. I just didn't know if I should or not. Bring it out there. You had it on the shelf. You've had your answers on the shelf. You're absolutely the perfect person to do that. And you truly, truly love that. And it's important to you. And when you succeed, it's because you love something because then the passion is in there. Yeah. You don't have to make shit up. It's there. Take that podcast, start working, dust it off, start putting all your ideas. You have it here. Yeah. It's- I have too many ideas. That's what my problem is. <laughs> I'm so scattered. Take your beliefs, harness it with the beautiful powers of the universe. Take all your ideas, all your ideas. Okay. Okay. It's successful. No more in the darkness. Now the doors open, the light, move forward. This is something you've always wanted to do. Now, after she said all of this about the podcast, and I think it's so interesting how she was saying like the topics can be all over the place, which my title implies. And it's so funny because she said maybe not sports, which is absolutely true. She saw people bringing their animals in and sitting on their laps or whatever. I remember at the time when she said this, I was in Palm Springs at Sheena's house with Sheena and Brett. And I remember telling them both about it. And it was so funny because as she was telling this, as you heard in the recording, Sheena's cat Salem hopped up onto my lap during my reading as at that very moment that she was talking about animals and podcasting. I remember after the reading, I just blew it off. I said to both of them, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And if I ever did a podcast, it would not be people bringing in their pets. I would never do that. And I have to tell you, the last two episodes that I did, TJ's dog was on his lap and Marissa's dog was on her lap. What are the chances that she would say these things? So I kind of want to have another reading with her in the near future, see what she says, and then I can update all you guys as well. Surprise, it's me from the future. Well, from the past but from the future after what you just heard. I had another reading with Grace, who is the tarot card reader. I reached out to her. I asked her for permission to use the clips in this episode. And I said I would love to have her back for a follow-up. She was amazing enough to squeeze me in today. We did an hour tarot card session. And I'm not going to play that for you. Because none of it's happened yet. It was all future predictions. I will update you with that as they come true. She did mention a couple different types of different readings that she does. If you wanted to do tarot card readings, that's what you heard her do. She also does saints and angels readings. She does a 12-month forecast. She said that that's good with business. She does mediumship. So she can speak to spirits that have moved on if people are looking for closure. She does intuitive readings, messages that come from the universe, manifesting and candle work. And she did mention a couple upcoming things for me that I thought were pretty spot on. She mentioned a move, which I have been thinking about. She mentioned that I would be going on a retreat, which we just discussed. She mentioned plant medicine. That's interesting. So after the end of my reading, I had some questions for her and I asked her if she had some time to answer, which she did. That is what I'm going to play for you right now. 
just kind of about her abilities and where they came from and stuff like that I thought was kind of universally interesting, unlike my one-hour tarot card reading that I don't think anyone would be interested in listening to. And then at the end, she'll let you guys know how to find her. What I'm getting is you're intuitive. How did you discover this? And why do we need the tarot cards if you're intuitive? How does that all work together? Well, the the cards, you don't really need them. It's just a tool. It's like a pencil, a tool to your ideas to put it on a piece of paper to express and to just give you that visual. And sometimes at this stage for me, the card is not giving me the information, is the fluidity of just giving me the mental anchors of what the story is about. The intuitive part I've always had. I think that that's just the way I was born because I remember being three and being able to sense and feel energy in my space. I would test it even as a little kid where I would feel energy by my side and my mom would say, don't touch that. She'd leave the room. She used to have these beautiful glass uh, Waterford things and I would like to play with them. So I literally took a blanket, put it over it and would touch it and go under the blanket. And I think that at that age, what I was trying to do is spirit can't see me. Oh. Spirit doesn't know that I'm not, that I'm trying to hide even from spirit. So at that age, I had that understanding. Something's watching, something is with me. And I could literally hear, don't do that. <laughs> I always felt it. And I always had a knack also for couples. And I remember with my mom, we'd go to a wedding, but that's not going to last. Oh my God, I've done the same thing. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's, it was just intuitive energy. And I said, no, that's a year. (laughs) Instead of saying, oh my God, you have a talent. She'd say something's wrong with you. So that was another thing. And I just, I always knew, and I would hear it go in this direction, go in that direction. Be careful with that. You better do that. How do you hear it? Is it like the way you hear me? I can't even explain it. It just is information that's just given because I don't even think it has a voice yeah. or a sound because I'm, I even try to say, is it a sound? Is it a man or a woman? It's, it's almost like it's androgynous. I just hear it. Don't do that. Be careful. Sell that, buy that, put that there, put this here. And I could say, oh, that's me. But it's almost like, no, I don't think it'll fit. I'd hear, just try it. So even in my children, in my home, I've always heard it. I've always felt it. In my teen years as well, it was very predominant and I would see things. And at times I felt a little bit like because um, my parents were very Roman Catholic, very old, you know, staunchy and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're silly, you're seeing things. But I knew it uh, and it never failed me. I just knew they're going to test you. It's going to be a random test. It's on this day. And boom, I get to school. Knew it. And just things that I would just know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's always been with me. and And it wasn't until I was 19 that I said, you know what, the older I got, the more intense it got, because I could literally feel it coming into my space, coming into my room. I'd be in, in you know, asleep, and I w- it would wake me up because I would hear, get up. <laughs> and I'd go, get up. What for? <laughs> what do you want? So hearing things, and it was to give me news. And I remember it was one for me was very definite was my husband used to work for a big brokerage company. And it woke me up in the middle of the night, like, 2.33 a.m. in the morning. And it said, you got to move now. He's not going any further. The job is leaving. And it was 2008. Oh, yeah. And they're start, you know, the big companies, all the brokerage companies hit. That's when I moved to California. I had an epiphany in 2008. Do you yeah, see? I see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So and, and my and I my husband was very much and that created a huge argument because I was like, you need to get out. No, because it was a niche. It was comfortable. You know, he had a great position. The bonuses were great. So for him, I was literally asking him to leave 
everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, something's going to break. And we had 2008. Did he end up leaving in time or did everything kind of like hit the fan? No, he no, he actually got really stubborn. And with me, it was like, that was a, a moment in our marriage where it's like, no, I'm telling you, you have to listen. And it was like, no, you don't understand this kind of world. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like this back and forth. But he came to know that he was out of work for like, what was it, two years? Yeah. They gave him a great package, but... It was two years out of his life that he found very like, oh, my God, this is nuts. This is crazy because they weren't paying what they were paying before. You know, the wealth changed in that time. Absolutely. I think that from then on, he's been at my side. What do I do next? Amazing. <laughs> what do I do next? Amazing. Are you Sicilian by any chance? No, um, actually, I am from Nicaragua, Central America. Oh, okay. I'm an adopted child. So been here since I'm the age of one. And I've, I've been very lucky. And even the way that manifested, the way that came about, just everything in life for me has manifested in a way that I know that I'm being taken care of. You know, our parents, this is a thing that we have to learn that our parents are a vehicle, the vehicle, how we get here. And some of us get lucky that we have wonderful parents. And some of us just, they, we need to be at a certain place at a certain time. And there are lessons that that certain place and time are the people that are there for us to help us move on to the next experience, to move through our experience. Life just gives us all these different things. And we can't just stay in our sadnesses and our stagnation and things that really stop us from being our full self. Because like I said, I do believe because if we say that we come from the universe and this beautiful creator made us, then we're a piece of that creation. And if that creation can create all of this, what can we create? We are the universe. We, exactly. we have all of that same power within us. But a lot of these blocks that you've mentioned, they're almost filters that we put on ourselves and our own powers because of these traumas. So we owe it to ourselves and everybody else to heal from that so that we can kind of tap in and yeah. go to those higher vibrations, as you mentioned. Come out of the shadows because, you know, that's all the shadows that are there and it's we need to do some shadow work to do the healing to heal that inner child to heal all those things even relationships to heal in order to come into the next relationship we need to heal the old relationship and heal ourselves from the traumas of those relationships so we can have an amazing relationship with the next person because we attract remember like attracts like so if you're feeling in the dumps guess what your next person is somebody who perpetuates the dumps but if you heal and you understand where things might not work, might not have been for you, but that you are this wonderful person, this powerful strength, and that wasn't for you, but that doesn't mean that there isn't better. Absolutely, there's better. And that's when we're on that higher vibration to understand that we know better, that we deserve better, that we attract something better. When you sacrifice you to put someone else ahead of you, or that you have to heal or cure them. That's not your place to do that. You can help and, and refer and to do the best that you can. But when it starts to eat away at you, and it starts to lower your vibration, and it becomes a heavy-duty job and a huge responsibility, it isn't. Everybody is responsible for themselves. When you have your children, that's the thing. As parents, that's what we need to learn, and that's the challenge, that we must step back and allow our children to take control in command of their lives because their journey is theirs. And we can't cure everything. We can't heal everything. We have to give them their right to how they feel in this world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I feel like, a, and it's actually been a thought of mine because 
there's this whole debate of putting children on the internet and, you know, posting all your baby's pictures without your child's permission, essentially. And I don't judge anyone who decides to do either one. I personally think that children should have the right to say yes or no. And if they're too young for that, then you wait. And I just feel like as parents, a lot of times they think they almost have like dominion over their children or their lives or can make those decisions for them just because they're their children or they're this possession. And I don't see it that way at all. Oh, my God, Jamie, we're on the same page with that. As social media came into our lives, you know, my eldest will be 36 and I never put them on. And it's possession. Mm -hmm. Look at my beautiful child. Look at this. But the thing is, that child deserves her privacy, their privacy. This is a time when their energy should be protected. Well, this is so fascinating, but I hate to keep you. I know I've taken enough (laughs) of your time already. I didn't know that you did mediumship or that you talked to angels or any of that. So we need to do that sometime (laughs) in the future. That is amazing. Okay. For anyone who would like to book a session with you, Grace of Stella Maris Readings, how can they find you? Okay, they can find me on Instagram at Stella Maris Readings. They can click on my bio and they'll go straight to my site where I have all the different readings, all the things that I offer and the information is all there. Or they can also look me up on my website, which is StellaMarisReadings.com. And that's S-T-E-L-L-A-M-A-R-I-S. Yes, Stella Maris Readings. I will put your Instagram information and your website also in the show notes for this episode. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. It was such a pleasure to sit with you. And I know that you're going to do amazing things. You're a beautiful heart, a beautiful soul. And I know that you're just going to spit out some beauty and grace. I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Goodbye. Well, it was a pleasure. Bye-bye. And with that, I'm going to leave you. I hope you have an amazing week. Take care, guys. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.